It's December 1999, and Brian Urish is at one of his usual spots, Pizza Mart, 18th Street, Adams Morgan. And I was standing right here eating, and I saw her walk through the door. It was his former co-worker, Heidi Eitel. My original plan was go to go to Subway, but I changed my mind at the last second. I just looked in the door and I said, oh, pizza's good. Heidi and Brian had worked together the past two summers at the Capitol Hill Arts Workshop, teaching kids classes. But now, Brian couldn't recall the most crucial piece of information about her. I didn't remember her name, so I kicked her in the butt with my foot. I don't know why that led me to converse with him, but it did. <laughs> Heidi is not the type of person who would normally respond well to that, but I think she had, she had seen me interacting with children yeah. for two summers in a row and knew that I was... She wasn't was it like you, you turned around and you're like, who the, like, who yeah. was that? No, she was happy like, to... Hey, well, no, I mean, it, when I, when somebody kicked me in the butt, I was, I turned around ready to like be angry at somebody, but I saw Brian and it was okay. Um, I didn't remember your name either, I don't think. Heidi and Brian sat together at Pizza Mart, catching up on each other's lives. And when Heidi couldn't finish her pizza, Brian helped. Then we went ahead down the street to, gosh, what was it? Heaven and Hell, yeah. We got some beers. (laughs) That was 20 years ago. They got married in 2002, and they settled in Cathedral Heights. They live there now with their teenage daughter. Aw, a jumbo slice love story for the ages. We say thank you, Pizza. Pizza Mart had been open for just a couple of years when Heidi and Brian reconnected. Back then, in the 90s, 18th Street, Adams Morgan's main strip, was more than just restaurants and bars. There were homes, printing places, bookstores. Brian and Heidi's chance encounter was exactly the type of thing that would happen over Jumbo Slice. Now, there are a half dozen Jumbo Slice places on 18th Street alone, and a bunch of others scattered across the city. People love it. It's part of going out in Adams Morgan. But the thing is, Ruth, Jumbo Slice is not good pizza. You shut your mouth. I'm just saying that eating Jumbo Slice makes me want better pizza. If you give me a slice right now, I'd eat it, for sure. Just want better options. Okay, I feel you. DC needs more late night eateries for sure. But on the pizza front, we are set. This is Dish City. I'm Ruth Tam. And I'm Patrick Ford. Today, we're talking about Jumbo Slice. As bars in DC get fancier and fancier, why is Jumbo Slice still the reigning king of late night food? I really hope someone will tell me why. I it's really great. It's not. The end. We're end done. of story. No, the episode's, this episode's done. over. It's great. My biggest problem with Jumbo Slice is that there are absolutely amazing slices of pizza in DC, and I would rather be eating those oh instead of Jumbo my Slice. God, Come on, Patrick Fort, stop being such a pizza snob. All pizza is good pizza, and that's the law. No, Jumbo Slice rules. You're wrong. Here to prove me right is WAMU's own Michaela Lafrac. We took her out for pizza a few Fridays ago. I feel like a queen. A queen? Yeah, I feel like no one's ever like accompanied me to eat a meal before. Like Michaela is a Jumbo Slice diehard. For five years, she lived in Adams Morgan, I mean, around the corner from Duccini's, her favorite Jumbo Slice shop on the south end of 18th Street. I mean, the only respectable option is cheese. You can get other ones, but there's a wait. People judge you. We collect our pizza. Do you eat your pizza on the street? I'm a stoop eater. And we follow Michaela okay. into the wild. Oh, yeah. I so good. It's just a perfect meal. 
and it doesn't take long until we start seeing more Jumbo Slice lovers. It's gonna end in Jumbo Slice? You know, I don't know. I really don't know. It might. Even the people that are like, I'm on a diet, I'm uh, doing keto. By the end of the night, they're doing Jumbo Slice. We talked to a whole bunch of people, and they had so many good things to say about Jumbo Slice. I'll say this, like I was born in um, Austria, no, my family is from Austria, and then we moved to France, but Italy's kind of in between, so we kind of, we're a pizza family, we like pizza. Alright, so this is like, when you go to Pizza Mart, you're like, oh, family. Kinda. Yes. Alright, <laughs> bye, have a good rest of your night. My friends were tired, they went to this one, tired. I was like, I'm not buying that one because I don't know which one is the best. You don't know, do you usually go to a regular one? No, because I haven't is figured this it an out interview? yet. Stop! You're stealing my spotlight! Ruth, Ruth, none of those people were sober. <laughs> no. And even with their biased, drunk taste buds, so many people told us they were regretting eating Jumbo Slice as they ate it. Because we're pretty f***ed up right now, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> and we hate ourselves. <laughs> so do you always go to Jumbo Slice when you're craving Jumbo Slice pizza? Like this particular like this establishment? One. I'm honestly not going to lie to you. <laughs> I don't crave Jumbo Slice pizza. Have you only ever had Jumbo Slice wasted? Yeah, no, that's never been a sober move. So we need an objective expert to come in and just tell us if the pizza is any good. So I'm bringing in my own witness, Anthony Falco. His job title is literally international pizza consultant. He helps pizza places all over the world with equipment to set up their kitchen, design the menu, and fine-tune their recipes. He came all the way down from New York City to D.C. just to taste Jumbo Slice. Anthony, could you please tell the fine people of the jury what goes into a quality pie? For me, the dough starts with good flour. Some level of natural fermentation is super important to make it not only more digestible, but more flavor. I mean, the number one reason is because it just tastes better. The sauce is very important. What What's good sauce? Yeah, just really good tomatoes. Um, I like California tomatoes, like maybe seasoned with salt and olive oil. All right, and then cheese. Cheese, mozzarella. Um, so a really good mozzarella, you know, should have like that nice stringiness that happens there. So you want the pull. Yeah, you want the pull. It should have that flavor, creaminess. How, like, crispy or robust or, like, strong should it be? Should it be able to hold itself up? Should it... Does that matter? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i American, so I like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I like a... So my pizza needs to stand tall. Yeah, no, it <laughs> and does. And salute me when I eat it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to hold it with one hand and a remote control in the other <laughs> hand. And Where does the beer go? Yeah, exactly. It's on He's my got helmet. his kegerator hat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on now. It's pizza day. Um, sadly, I did not bring my beer hat to the studio that day. It's a but damn shame. After Anthony laid out the groundwork for the perfect pie, we decided to take him out for Jumbo Slice. You know, for a bit of field research. So excited. We walk towards Adams Morgan, our cheesy, saucy destination. Oh my god, I see it. Original Jumbo Slice, which next to another pizza place, there's Pizza Place. This was like the Ray's phenomenon that happened in the 80s in New York. There was like Ray's, famous original Ray's. It was so many Ray's that eventually there was a place called Not Ray's. And we enter Pizza Mart. 
It's so strange being in here this early. The whole, everything here screams high volume. We place our order and we don't have to wait that long. Oh my goodness. It's kind of cute. Like the crust is like cartoony. I mean, it's a lot of cheese. He takes some paper towels and starts dabbing oil off the slice. And because he's a pizza expert, he doesn't eat pizza from the pointy end like a normal person. He starts with the crust. He rips it open and dives nose first to get a whiff of the crust at its freshest. Then he tears off a piece of the slice and takes a bite. It's not, it's not terrible, but, you know, it's not great. It's about what you expected. <laughs> yeah, no, it's better than I expected. It's, I mean... It's like a, it's like a dinner roll from like a cafeteria. I think this perfectly explains how I feel about Jumbo Slice. I know it's not fancy pizza, it's not horrible, but it's definitely not good. And what I don't understand is that other cities have pizza that costs the same or even less than Jumbo Slice, and it's so much better. Why can't I have that here? Oh my god, what is it with DC transplants who say they can't find a good slice here? You're a transplant too. Patrick, the only way to settle this debate is to move beyond our surface-level arguments and get to the Jumbo Slice origin story, and that's after the break. Hey, it's Ponzi from the podcast department at WAMU. As a producer for Dish City, I know just how much work goes into each episode you hear. It's a lot. We write, we edit, we interview, we record, we edit some more, we add sound design, we edit still more, and we're able to take the time we need to make each episode because of listeners just like you. To support more great shows like this one, visit wamu.org and click the donate button and tell them Dish City sent you. Thanks. Okay, Patrick, I know you have your oppo research against my beloved jumbo slice. Prosecution never rests. But before you reveal your out-of-context evidence, let's get some history on the table. Jumbo Slice happened by accident. Shah Chishti, a Pakistani immigrant, opened Pizza Mart on 18th Street in 1997. One night, one of his employees was in a rush to leave and left dough on the counter. When I come next day morning, the dough is all fluffy and, you know, rise up. So I put a couple of dough all together and make a pizza. Everyone come. Oh, I never see this one. Jumbo Slice. <laughs> That's a Jumbo come. People give me name Jumbo. If you haven't held a jumbo slice in your hands, pictures do not do it justice. It's huge, obviously. A single floppy slice is longer than your forearm, 22 inches long. Some places serve it on two overlapping paper plates, plates that immediately become translucent because of the grease. And other places will give you a small cardboard pizza box, but the slice won't quite fit all the way in, so the tip of it is always folded over over the rest of the pizza so that the whole thing can squeeze in. So, okay, fine. It's it's giant pizza. What's the point? My point. Point is, the size distinguished it so much that Shah opened a second restaurant on the same block. Shah's brother Mike ran that one, and Jumbo Slice became such a draw that in 2010, the Travel Channel featured Shah and Mike Chishi's Jumbo Slice businesses on the show Food Wars. War. It's a marinara-soaked battle that's pitted brothers Mike and Shah Chishi against each other for almost a decade. 
But you see, in that clip lies my evidence. On the Travel Channel, there was a blind taste test with Jumbo Slice superfans, a random tourist, and celebrity chef and DC resident Carla Hall. Yeah, in the end, Shaw's brother Mike won that contest. But what the show didn't say, or perhaps didn't realize, is that both brothers' places were owned by Shaw, and they used the same exact pizza recipe. Like, you did own both of these, but, like, it was the same same business? Is, like, is the pizza the same? Yes. The pizza here and Jumbo's life. I have the same recipe. Same recipe. Nothing changed. Okay. So, you're saying... The regular DC Jumbo Slice aficionado doesn't have refined taste buzz to distinguish one Jumbo Slice from another? Exactly. It's absolutely a point in my case. The pizza is the same. All Jumbo Slice is the same. It's all the same kind of bland pizza. Okay, but that clip only proves that Pizza Mart and Jumbo Slice, two out of the many slice shops on 18th Street, are the same. Plus, they might be the same, but they're still delicious. And I feel like you're missing the bigger point. What Jumbo Slice tastes like is only part of the food's draw. It's about the experience. And to spell that out, I'm bringing in Derek Brown, who was a bartender at Rockies in the late 90s and early 2000s, just around the corner from 18th Street. There would be like a time that you would be like hammered and you would go to Jumbo Slice and there's like a possibility that you might end up making out with somebody online. Right? Like, it just got weird. Do you hear that thrill in his voice? For Derek and other late-night partiers, Jumbo Slice was the cap to a perfect night. The next morning, you would see the pizza boxes and crusts invaded by rats. You know, like, you would be walking by, and you would just see all these rats just carrying off this, like, bounty of food that drunken jerks had, like, just tossed um, into the grass. And it was like, it, that was gross, actually. <laughs> that was, it, you know, when they talked about like Pizza Rat in New York, do you remember that? Like yeah. they're making a big deal about that. Yeah. I was like, man, you all don't even know. You have no <laughs> idea. You need to go to Adams Morgan and there were pizza rats. There was like a whole <laughs> army of rats. It was like the nutcracker in there for a while. Okay, yes, that's actually really disgusting. And yeah, I admit it wasn't really pretty. There were fights on the sidewalk and trash all over the street. Yeah, the experience Derek was talking about, it wasn't great if you lived in Adams Morgan. Even Brian and Heidi, the couple that reconnected at Pizza Mart, saw that the neighborhood was developing a bad reputation. For people who lived in Adams Morgan, like we did, like after the weekend scene, you know, the next morning, there's a lot of trash. Like long lines late at night and, you know, kind of concentrated centers of noise. Residents were getting annoyed by all the party aftermath and general craziness. In 2011, the district decided to act. Police are launching Operation Adams Morgan. Over the next few weekends, there will be more police officers and resources in Adams Morgan than people have seen in many years. Police say they're going to target underage drinking, drinking and driving, drug offenses, and quality of life concerns. The district decided to widen the sidewalks. The theory was that if people had more space to move around, there'd be less congestion, fewer collisions, and fewer fights. Overall, a less rowdy and crowded environment. And it worked. Reports of violence went down, neighborhood complaints decreased. And unfortunately for us all, Jumbo Slice, I guess, is an institution or something. (laughs) It is. And now going out for Jumbo Slice comes with a certain sense of adventure, sure, but now it's slightly safer. And as long as no one gets hurt, it's still really fun to see the craziness at a Jumbo Slice place at 2 in the morning. 
So I, I guess I understand the appeal, especially like if you're in college or you're brand new to the city. But if you want that gritty 18th Street late night experience, you could still be eating better food. There's a 24 hour diner, a late night empanada place, a Salvamex restaurant at the bottom of the block. Even the falafel joint is open till four in the morning. Um, my name is Ariane Bennett and my husband Scott Bennett and I co-own the Amsterdam Falafel Shop here in Adams Morgan. Ariane Bennett lived in Adams Morgan through the neighborhood's highs and lows. She and her husband Scott saw an opportunity to get in on the drunk food feeding frenzy, so they opened up shop in 2004. Initially, we thought we would need to rely on the late night crowd, but I think what ended up happening was, was that all of those people who were out partying and drinking late at night were either students or employees in the district somewhere. And so they began to say, wow, whatever I had last night was delicious, and they would come back during the day. Amsterdam Falafel has had tons of success. Now they have three locations in D.C. and one in Miami. Okay, Amsterdam Falafel is good, and it's popular. They even had a location up in Somerville, Massachusetts, where I went to college. But even if people stop there for fries late at night, drunk falafel just isn't a thing the way drunk pizza is. Neither are empanadas or the late-night diners, even if they have lots of customers after hours. Those places might even offer a better, more complex meal. But the thing is, your standards are lower for drunk or late night food, and that's what makes Jumbo Slice so good. And everyone we talked to kind of agreed with me, including Ariane and Derek. To me, it almost is like carnival food, right? It's the extreme form of a food. And, it's, and they, you always hear people talking about, no, no, you've got to see how big it is. No, no, I mean one slice. And so I really think that it's almost the the carnival freak show novelty of it. And for people who are not adventurous in their palate, it's cheese and bread, and they understand it. It's perfect after you've been drinking at a bar. Derek grew up. He now runs the Columbia Room, which is a fancy cocktail bar, in a number of other places. But he still loves Jumbo Slice. It really tastes delicious. You put all the stuff on it. You know, you put the shakers of Parmesan cheese and the hot peppers and whatever other stuff they had. Um, And it was awesome. Jumbo Slice wins the popular vote. You're forgetting about Anthony Falco, our pizza expert, who has the most credibility here. He agrees with me. Jumbo Slice is a, um, well, a noble enterprise of like keeping people drunk people from having hangovers they would probably worse it could be better you could do better you know and um yeah i hope that someone steps in and fills that void for you guys um i hope that you know one day you guys get the pizza you deserve anthony may be the nation's foremost expert in pizza but i like that he appreciates jumbo slice as like the lowest common denominator after all the drunk food business is where he started out I used to own a French fry restaurant in Seattle, and wait, what? What does that mean? It was it, we used to sell uh, Belgian fries and to like drunk people. Um, <laughs> so you know the drunk people food market. I know. This I is... commiserate with the Jumbo Slice guys. They're doing God's work. You know <laughs> that is. <laughs> Will Jumbo Slice last another twenty years? I mean, I hope not. Especially since there are so many other good food options. There are great food options, but I still want Jumbo Slice to last, especially because the block is changing rapidly as it is. 
Maybe as Adams Morgan gets more upscale, you'll see fewer slice shops. Maybe there'll be one jumbo slice instead of six. Or maybe in 20 years, it'll be a fancy version with like a photo booth or a gluten-free or non-dairy option with exposed brick and Edison light bulbs or whatever the 2040 version is of that. We will almost be in our 50s. And I'll still be eating jumbo slice. Dish City is produced by me, Patrick Fort. And me, Ruth Tam. Our editor is Ponzi Rudge. And our theme music is by Daniel Peter Schmidt. Ben Privet mixes the show. WAMU's general manager is JJ Yore, and Annie McDaniel oversees all our content. If you want to talk to us online, we're on Twitter and Instagram at Dish City, and our email is dishcity at WAMU.org. And if you want to talk to us in person, which hopefully you do, we'll be grabbing drinks at local bars around the district the Tuesday after each episode drops. You can find details at dishcity.org slash side dish. Hopefully we will not be eating Jumbo Slice. What are yes. you talking about? If you about? love Dish City, tell a friend and review us in your podcast app. It'll help listeners, Jumbo Slice fans and foes like yourselves, find our show. We'll be back next week with a new episode. So hit that subscribe button and see you next week. Bye. Bye.